What's up, everyone? Uh, this is Costa Demos and Riley Fury here. Yep. Uh, welcome to the first episode of Happier Days. Uh, it's just a <laughs> podcast that we... I should uh, actually introduce our crew. Uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to Riley, introduce our famous crew. Couldn't do it without him. Uh, so we got Cade. Right, pull up in the picture for a second. Cade Walker, the man behind the behind the lens. Say, say what's up, Cade. What's up? <laughs> and we got Ashton. Hop in here. Rosh, you're going to have to come down as well. What's up? And then we have Arash, who is a good ambiance for the room. You'll see him in future episodes. Those are his fingers. <laughs> Those are his fingers. He's the original and didn't say what's up. The OG. But basically why we uh, just started this podcast was all of us came together and really just open our voices and like we want to make a change here at Akron and we were talking with each other and kind of just got some similarities and we realized that all of us either someone we know or ourselves or some some sort of impact of something big traumatic happened in our life we're all some way shape or form involved in mental health and care about it very very deeply and that's why we came up with the name Happier Days is actually for you guys is because after you guys hear these episodes, it can bring a laugh to your face. It can bring a smile. Uh, and basically what Happier Days stands for is... You got it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depression, anxiety, ADHD, insomnia, and stress. And I know, I know myself, I've struggled with some of these in the past. And sure. I know these guys around me have definitely struggled with some of them, if not all of them. Uh, and yeah, so we just want to use our platform as students here at Akron to just, if you guys need someone to call or talk to or you want to reach out and you're feeling lonely or even if it's not even just a bad thing and you guys want to get involved on the podcast, like by all means, we want to make a change here at Akron in some way, shape or form to help you guys. We don't. We're not doing this for us. It's not for us, uh, and we have a bigger purpose. And we want people to be more open about talking about this, because everybody deals with it in some way or another, and there's no reason not to talk about it. Like that's the fabric of who you are. At the end of the day, is your mental health. Right. And uh, I know I like. I guess came to each one of you guys separately and was like, "Yo, let's do this. I think it'd be good," but. A lot of like what I, I actually want to touch on that. Actually, a lot of what I've been doing in my classes is uh, focusing on the norms and like stigmatisms more so in men. But it's not this podcast isn't just for men. It's for all you ladies out there. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, but it's focusing on like the norms and stigmatisms around mental health. And basically what I've realized in like my life and for men that people people that have been in my life I've always been taught like at a young age that it's the manly thing to just like keep that stuff and bottled up inside of you and don't show emotion like and I'm like dude this is not me like I'm I'm a proud person I I wear my heart on my sleeve um actually I'm the youngest of seven and every one of my siblings really yeah I didn't know that yeah I'm the youngest of seven how old is the oldest sibling um, my brother is, my oldest brother just turned 32 this past summer. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's good background. Yeah. And 
they always tell me like you're the wussy of the group like <laughs> you cry too much when you're talking about and it's like no when i get mad i get emotional or when i care about something yeah. i get emotional nothing Whatever. wrong with that so guys can cry i cry all the time yeah cry it, like doesn't, it doesn't make you less of a man if you open up about your stuff and i've been kind of shy these like past couple years with like opening up and talking but i've been more open and heading in the right direction of trying to break that bad habit. And I think it's honestly done wonders for me. Uh, I've seen it do wonders for others. Definitely. And I want to share that positivity and those vibes here at Akron. Because I got a yeah. lot to say on my mind. I know you guys got a lot to say on your mind. So. And uh, another soft plug is if you are a student at the University of Akron, we are one of the few schools that has free counseling. So we'll put some link to it somewhere, whether it's in the description for where you can call in for an intake. And really just how that works is you'll call the number, um, you'll set up a time, and then you have an intake appointment where you just talk about like why you wanted counseling, what works for you, and then you get going from there. It's definitely worth noting. So I just wanted, I know this is our first episode, kind of nervous if you guys couldn't tell, <laughs> keep shaking, keep talking. I haven't even really looked at the camera, honestly. <laughs> but... Uh, I wanted to give you guys some background of like why why these people are starting this and like why not you or and it can be you and be a part of it but there's like there's an each and every you don't really you don't really know a person until you've talked to them and know what they went through or yeah. I don't know a friend that they went what they went through and just like the you, it just it blows my mind how much you get to actually know someone as a human being when you just sit down and have a conversation with them so I'm going to get it started. Yeah, go for it. Uh, and anything that I say on here, if you guys see me on campus or uh, you guys don't need to, like, pity me, I don't, I'm not seeking for a pity party. That's another reason why I'm not doing this podcast. Uh, I'm a strong person. I've had enough tears. I've had enough sorries in my life that I'm bigger than that, and I want to use my experiences in a positive way now. So – just to give you some background information on me, my why I care so much about mental health and the stigmatisms and norms around it is because my senior year of high school, um, actually a week into my senior year of high school, I went to school one day on like a normal day as a football player, came home from football practice, sat down at my dinner table with my mom, and I got a call from my brother and he was like grab your stuff i'm coming on i'm coming right now on my way over and we're going down to your dad we're going down to dad's and renee's house so just give you some background my parents are divorced they've been divorced since i was four and i was like what i haven't even finished dinner like just give me some time to finish some dinner and he's like nope we're going right now and i'm not even kidding like 30 seconds later he was in the driveway and mind you he lived like 10 15 minutes away so it was definitely very serious and on the car ride down to my dad's house which was about like a 10 minute drive it was the weirdest 10 minute drive i've ever had in my life and i get in the car with my brother and it's just dead silent and i ask him i'm like what's going on his name's vasili i was like what's going on vasili and he's like Costa, people call me Costa, but my, my whole family, I'm Greek, they call me Costa. He's like, Costa, I've never heard Renee call me screaming like that. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? 
and he's like, my step, my stepmom called my brother and said that there had been an accident with my dad. And he goes, Costa, I don't want to think like this, but I'm just preparing you for the worst. Dad might be dead. And I swallowed just like that real hard. And I just like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I sat silent for like 30 seconds. And I was like, Vasily, don't think like that, dude. Like, whatever the call was, maybe he's just badly hurt or something like that. And I showed up to my stepmom's house. And when I pulled in the driveway, there was, there was two sheriffs sitting there waiting. And I immediately was like, this is not good. Like, something for the worst has happened. And I get out of the car, and my stepmom comes running over to me crying and screaming. And she goes, she's yelling, he shot him, he shot him. I'm like, who shot who? What are you talking about? Like, slow down, slow down. And she goes, Chad, he shot your dad. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, your your dad is dead. And... I've never I've never done this from any words that I've ever heard in my life ever again, but I immediately threw up on like from this hearing that cuz I was just so sick to my stomach and I broke down crying. And just to give you the severity, it wasn't it ended up being after I've struggled I that happened my senior year. Now mind you, that was August 28th. It was a Tuesday, 2018. And I struggled. I didn't even get resolution with anything that happened until three, almost three years later now. And it was three years in August since my dad's passed. And just to like put into perspective, it wasn't just uh, any ordinary accident like your buddy goes out hunting with his friend and he accidentally shot him. Um, actually, my dad, he was, he was, I'm just going to put it bluntly, he was, he was brutally murdered. And the guy who did it was his best friend at the time. And he met this dude down and in Georgia through actually uh, a Colorado hunting trip, he went out to Colorado and then he went down to Georgia and they became good close friends and they FaceTimed all the time, even though they lived States apart, they would go see each other oftenly like every month. And then like one day you wake up and you hear like you go to school and then you come home and your dad's not there. You don't even get to say goodbye. You don't get to ask him any more questions. You don't, get any more advice from him nothing and so why it took so long is because to get resolution for what happened to my dad three years later now actually this past summer is when everything was put to rest he was brutally murdered and the guy who did it he was charged with seven felonies four counts of murder of those seven felonies two were malicious murder Two were felonious murder, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, and possession of a firearm while committing a felony. 
And at the time, I just went on like a visit to Malone University for baseball and baseball scholarship with my dad that previous spring, right on the end of my senior year uh, or my junior year of baseball. And I loved it. And I went to Malone University on a baseball scholarship because that's what I thought my dad wanted me to do. And that's what I thought. I'm going to live my life how my dad would have wanted me to live my life. And I think I still do that in certain ways. Like, by all means, I'm not, like, saying I'm not trying to do the best thing that I can every day for my dad. But it wasn't it wasn't who who it was inside of me. I had a, I have a bigger purpose on in life than baseball. And as much as I miss baseball, oh my god, I want to get I used to be a pitcher at Milan. As much as I miss it and I want to get back out on the mound and strike people out, uh, I really want to focus my my passion in life and that's why I I transferred to the University of Akron. And I switched my major to criminology and criminal justice. And the reason why, you may, you may say like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty cool major. Like, why are you doing that? Are you, oh, you want to be a lawyer? Well, for me, it's more like I got to see everything firsthand with my dad's murder case. Um, I got to, unfortunately, and I say I got to, because it's what's driven me to this day and is what's made me go back to school. Because I, I did struggle a little bit and I did drop out because I was not a very I was not in a very healthy place mentally, physically, anything like that. And so it took me like literally losing friendships relationships family members um but i got to see everything firsthand of on the back end of like court and a lot of people aren't familiar with court and all the things that go into it and i'm not i can, I can save that for another for another day but really what those people do for people's families that go through things like that i myself I had to sit through a week-long uh, trial for in court every day for 8 to 12 hours. And I had to look at police cam footage of them finding my dad murdered on a couch. I had to look at autopsy reports um, of my dad dead. I had to sit in court every day for a week, five feet from, like, I'm sitting here. Cade's sitting right there. And that was the dude who shot my dad and killed him. And it's very, very, very hard not to be able to do anything about it. And just the amount of work and how much those people care for people's family and their loved ones and the victims in the situation. Like, they, all the, the trial happened down in Georgia, but our district attorney... He made it a point to come up and have lunch with me and my brothers just to talk with us, not even about the case, just to talk with us and how we're doing mentally with everything, with the stress, with the potential that 
hey, this dude may be innocent. Like, we're going to try the evidence leading up to it is pretty pretty pinpoint accurate of who did it. But I just want you guys to, like, put into perspective, hey, this dude may – we may not get an answer at all. And even to this day, even after this dude went to prison for – he got sentenced to prison for life in prison plus five years. And – even still to this day, I don't know why he did what he did to my dad. And it's a question that I sometimes ask myself, and that's why that's what Happier Days stands for, is for depression, anxiety, ADHD, insomnia, stress, is because I do suffer from insomnia. Um, I'll, I'll sit up at night, and I don't know why. I'll just think about anything and everything, from my dad to school to... And then it'll just like circle back in like, well, what if I did this or what if I did that or. And I lose I lose sleep. I lose sleep some of it because of it sometimes. And I've struggled with that part. I, I suffered very, very badly with depression. Um, my freshman year at Malone, actually. Um, I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not ashamed to talk about anything, as you guys can see. I did actually almost take my life. Um, I have hurt myself. And st still to this day, I'm, I'm not going to even lie to you. I, do, I, do I wish I could take those things back? But yeah, it's, it's something you can't take back. But it's something I can learn from. And I don't want other people to feel like how I felt ever. And if it wouldn't be for my roommate at Malone, I don't think I'd be living here today. I had it I had it made up in my mind that I was going to grab my keys and go out to my car. I was going to drive down the highway and I was going to swerve into the first semi truck I saw. And if my roommate didn't see me crying when I walked out and stopped me, and even if with me pushing him away, like, leave me alone. No, I just want to be alone. He said, no, I'm going to follow you until you tell me what's going on, bro. People don't just cry like this to cry like this. And we sat on a park bench at Malone University campus. I could go and point it out right now. And he sat and talked with me for hours. And shout out to you. I know I'm not going to mention his name. But he knows who he is, and I want to say thank you because I don't think I would be here. And just it really put into perspective, yeah, I'm going to school to be either pre-law and be a prosecuting attorney and do what that district attorney did for my family to other people's families and try and help them in that way. But it also put into perspective for me like how much of an impact a regular person can have on someone's life and just something as simple as like hey what are you going through right now let's talk about it and i think that's something as a society that we've gotten away from like i said with the norms and stigmatism men individually girls i can't really speak much on because one i'm not a girl um two 
girls are more open about their feelings and there it's easier to talk about things like that and so i want to i want to make an impact on people here at Akron and use not necessarily use my story because of oh he just went through that that's just that's just something that he went through and that he got through on it he's just a, he's a miracle case no it's not it's not that I'm a miracle case it's not that I'm stronger than anyone it's not that cuz i whether you guys believe it or not i'm not perfect you guys may think i have it all figured out and i'm very very comfortable with it is kind of hard but i think it's healthy for me to talk about stuff like this because and it's healthy for everyone there's research been proven on it there's i've done I've done research on it. I've seen stats and data on people that let things bottle up inside of them. It actually, even though you think you're doing so, you're doing yourself like a favor by not being a burden to other people. Well, that's on that person. If your problem, like I know we always use the expression, drop your baggage on someone. And I don't, I don't really like that. I don't really like that phrase because if someone's gone through something, life is, yeah, life is important. Everyone's busy. Everyone's doing their own thing. But how important really is life if you really sit back and look at it? How do you really value like people individually? Because if you think about it, how minute is it to take 30 seconds or five minutes out of your day and if you see someone struggling that you can't walk up to them or like do something nice for them even like even if you just someone goes all right here's an example someone goes to the union they can't buy food and or just paying for someone's food and back like back in the line in front of you just being a good person to other people and spreading that positivity on campus is what and i i'm sorry for talking too long but I could go on for, I could, that's another reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I, I feel like I can literally talk hours, hours about my story. Um, but it's not about me. So my main goal is I see students that struggle with mental health. Um, and I've done, I'm trying to do what I can for them. And I don't just, I am, I'm only one person. So I'm trying to use this as an outreach to people who I don't see on an everyday basis, people who I don't interact with. And I really just want my voice to be heard for them because you're not alone. It's the, this is one of the most wisest quotes I've ever heard from someone The people who have the brightest smiles may be the ones that are struggling the most. I used to be one of those people. So I want to, sh I want to share the positivity and share a healthier culture here on Akron for me, for my crew that I have here with me, and for all students at Akron because that's what I care about. I honestly feel like that's a really good place to close it. I thought that was, like, really well said. Thank you, bro. Yeah.